You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. One day, I was happening on to a bus stop and saw that there was already an elderly gentleman sitting there with his walker. And mind you, the bench where you sit waiting for the bus and the sidewalk and the street is a very, very narrow place. It would just so happen that an elderly woman was coming by with her cane. And remember, we've got this tiny space. And since we had this tiny space, I'm just standing off to the side, just waiting for the bus. And suddenly, the elderly lady's cane gets stuck somewhere tangled up in the elderly gentleman's walker. And of course, I'm thinking, oh no, I've got to help them. But suddenly, I stopped. Both of these people start yelling at each other. Two older people yelling at each other with extreme profanities has its own amusement. But then there was also a hint of terror because I realized that neither of these people were going to say, oh, I I apologize, let me untangle myself. i sorry about that. Nope. Somebody's got to win this whole Kane Walker showdown on this narrow strip of land. And I'm thinking, oh no, the bus is coming. I can see it coming down the street. And all I can see is this older woman just going to tumble into the street as the bus is coming. And so I'm standing there trying to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll I'll help you guys out. There's no need to fight. But nope, I might as well have been smacked upside the head with the cane. She didn't hit me with the cane, thank goodness. Got real close. But finally, when they disentangle, they start fighting again and then somehow get tangled again. And I'm trying to stop them. The bus is coming. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I don't think there's ever going to be an end. And then there's the end of two old people as they get hit by a bus. Actually, I'm just kidding about getting hit by the bus. I finally got them to calm down. You really think I would tell you a story about two old people getting hit by a bus? I probably would. But trust me, this story parallels very well with the left and the right, those generic terms. And we'll get into that in this episode of Lesbertarian, episode three, an origin story. Welcome to Lesbertarian, the only place for liberty-loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Chang. Throw on your flannel, rent your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. Thank you again for sticking with me. If you listened to the first two episodes and that didn't scare you off, I guess I should probably tell you a little bit more about myself so you know who this random woman is. Just like the story at the beginning, I've had all sorts of battles with myself. I actually first came from the right and then came from the left. And I know those are generic terms. We could get into that topic some other time. But for the purposes of this story and the purposes of where my mind was at the time, we're just going to go with left and right. When I was about 16 and a half, I became a Christian. That meant I had to hide who I was. I 
somehow had to become a Republican. I don't know what the logic was there, but we won't get into how, well, mainly we understand that the right usually correlates to religious people, which I can tell you that is not necessarily the truth. You can find religious people on the left and the right. It just so happens to be associated with the right. This was about the time I was 18 and could finally vote. And I was all excited because, yeah, I was going to vote for the right thing. The right religious Christian thing. And I remember running to, well, I didn't really run to the ballot box. I might as well have. And I put in my vote for George Bush. Definitely regretted that one. That was around the time of 9-11. And while everybody was getting fear and warmongered around here, it just seemed to be the right thing to do. And I thought, of course this war isn't going to last long. We have to do something. We have to defend our soil. We have to defend our turf. Years later, after we had been in this war for an eternity, a new face showed up. And by then I was in college, and you know what college is. It's just land of liberals, or at least that's what I've come to know it as. And by college time, a lot of people in the LGBT community, if they weren't already are hardcore liberals, because that's what the education system tends to want us to be. It's just easier. I actually voted for Obama, thinking, number one, I yes, and I'll admit it, he was black, so I voted because of that, too. But there was also Prop 8 that was dealing with gay marriage, and that didn't end up passing. Didn't end up passing at all. We got close. Didn't work. And later, as we all know, the Supreme Court gave us our right to marry. I, I like that. The Supreme Court gave us our right to marry, as if the Supreme Court actually has any legislative power, which these days they do, but uh, looking at the Constitution, I'm going to go ahead and say something was wrong here. Screw you, John Marshall. Anyway, even though I thought everything was going to be grand, I eventually realized Obama didn't stop the wars either. And being a Democrat of old, and actually being anti-war, unlike the complete warmongering crazies we have now, I decided I didn't want to have anything to do with politics. I voted, and unfortunately was a one-issue voter, and it didn't get me anywhere. We're stuck in the war, and the one thing, even though I was all for gay marriage... The war was still going on, and I'm not really a fan of blowing up brown people in other countries. In about October 2015, we came again to another election season, and I just looked at the field of Democrats, was not impressed, looked at the field of Republicans, was deeply even more unimpressed, and just remembered I remember there was something called libertarianism, and it sounded cool, and I think I've gone into this before, I think on the first podcast, but it sounded awesome because it dealt with don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. I started to delve a little deeper to figure out what libertarianism is. I didn't have the conversion experience that some people had where maybe they saw Ron Paul when he was running and was thinking his message was wholly and uniquely something new or something they had always believed. I didn't have any of that. 
I stumbled on the whole thing just by chance of wanting to understand what this term meant. I remember entering into a group, and I won't talk about which group, because in the end this group, the guy who led it turned out to be a complete jerk-off. But the group has a place in my history, because I remember entering the group, which I think only had about 500 people at that time, and came in with the comment of, why aren't there many people of color in this movement? And boy, was I torn to pieces by a bunch of people for asking that question. For some reason, instead of going into crazy leftist madness and spewing my feels everywhere for being talked to this way, I was curious why these people, instead of saying, you're a complete moron, why are you saying this? They actually came at me with a little bit more logic, wanted to know why I was asking that question. And they were, even a little blunt and harsh, actually started to make me think about that question. Why was I asking that question? Was it just a perception that I saw from the outside? Spoiler alert, when I got more into the movement, hey, there are actually a lot of minorities in the movement. It's just the narrative that we hear when the left and the right don't like the idea of another party rising up. We've probably all heard that saying that the left and the right are two wings on the same bird, and they definitely are. And I found that out because I was in both parties at different times. And while I did it at a time when I was younger and still my brain was still forming, I think that was important because at that time, I felt things differently, I felt them deeper. And that was the problem, it was just a feeling. It wasn't anything thought out. It was something given to me by the Republicans when I was a Republican and the Democrats when I was a Democrat. It wasn't something I fully thought out. Maybe I eventually, after I was told what I should believe, kind of un tried to study it and understand it more and make it my own. It never was. It was all basically trying to find these two groups and how I fit into them. When it came to libertarianism, I found out there wasn't a box I had to fit into at all. I had to only be me. I had to be the weird lesbian that you hear now, the weird lesbian Christian that you hear now. I've been proudly libertarian, all the way to voluntarist, since October 2015. And I'm proud to continue to go on as a libertarian or voluntarist because I believe in liberty and freedom. And anybody who does, doesn't fall into the left and right paradigm. I don't care what people say. That I know there are some libertarians that have, are in the Republican Party, but to me, true freedom isn't about what the state or what the government can do for you. And it's definitely not what you can do for your state or government, because screw them. It's about you living this life that you have, the short life that you have on this planet, the way you want to, the way you were designed to. And I'm going to tell you, the government doesn't have a place in that to tell you how you should live your life. If you are focused on the government making people live the way you want them to, you're living this life 
incorrectly. And that is why I'm a libertarian. Actually, I want to hear why you're a libertarian. I want to know your story. If you can contact me on Twitter, it's just lesbertarian. Instagram even, which also is lesbertarian. I finally got this social media thing figured out. Or you can find me on Facebook at lesbertarian. Or even Gmail, lesbertarian at gmail.com. Tell me your origin story, especially if you're in the LGBT community. I would love to hear from more of you. But in general, I want to hear from anyone. So drop me a line, guys. Now it's time for gay news today, or whenever the heck I get to it. First up from LGBTQ Nation. Always remove the female symbol from MaxiPad rapper to be trans-inclusive. Anti-transgender activists are freaking out, saying that removing the symbol basically denies the existence of women. The feminine hygiene brand always announced that it will be removing the female symbol from the packaging of its sanitary pads in order to be more trans-inclusive. The Procter & Gamble brand puts a female symbol on its packaging, something that some trans activists called out on Twitter. Could someone from at always tell me why it is imperative to have the female symbol on their sanitary products? Tweeted Melly Boom earlier this year. There are non-binary and trans folks who still need to use your products too, you know. Trans activist Ben Saunders also wrote to the company and he got a letter from Always. We listened to you and our marketing team worked out a solution. The letter which Boom shared on Twitter said, We are glad to inform you that as of December we will use a rapper design without the female symbol. Neither of these tweets are still available though because Boom made her Twitter account private once the story started making headlines in the UK's right-wing press. Okay. Alright, hold on. This is... I've never seen people so excited about feminine hygiene products. I can tell you as a female, I would rather not have that time of the month. And while I realize it makes us uniquely female to have a uterus that allows us to create children and to have the time of the month, removing the female symbol from a wrapper is not going to do anything. These things were made to stop the blood flow from the vagina. That is it. I, I don't really understand why this is such a huge deal. If you want to have the time of the month and suffer cramps, I will be more than happy to wish that pain onto you and away from me. So if we can make that happen here, you can have my time of the month if it's just that serious. Next up, Miley Cyrus is facing some heat from an Instagram Live video that she did yesterday. Excuse the quality of the video, but I just wanted to play it for you so you can hear her words yourselves. Well, I, I was, guys, I was being a little too, like, I was just being, like, I don't know, hardcore feminist vibes and just, like, I don't know, not allowing anyone in, but now I am. There are good men out there, guys. Don't give up. You don't have to be gay. There are good people with dicks out there. You just gotta find them. You gotta find a dick that's not a dick, you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always thought I had to be gay because I just thought, like, all guys were evil, but it's not true. There are good people out there that just happen to have dicks. I've only ever met one, but... I've only ever met one. I ain't gone this live. Okay, I'm sorry, Miley, what kind of douchebags you're hanging around, but I know plenty of good guys. I don't understand where this is coming from. I know there are people screaming, yeah, there's a choice, and there's some choice men that keep hitting on me that they're my good friends that are just thinking, yeah, thanks, Miley, woo, yeah, that's the message. No, sorry. 
Miley, screw you. Actually, don't screw you. There has never been, never been a moment in time where I wanted to do anything at all with Miley Cyrus, and that was before this comment. I'm sorry if your relationship with Liam Hemsworth was no good, and now you are with... Who is this guy? She had the Cody Simpson and he's great. And I'm glad you found somebody that you love and he just happens to have a penis. That is fine. But the fact that you're making it sound like being gay is a choice. I know there are probably some women out there, clearly Miley, who decided, hey, I can't find a good guy. So I'm just going to go and munch on some muff. That's a little weird. I mean, there are people like me who just... We came out that way, and I can't seem to, no matter how many good penises, oh, that sounds really disturbing, how many good men there are out there who happen to have penises, I am not into them, and actually, I usually find more men that I can tolerate than women, and they're the ones that I want to bed. Whatever, Miley, I don't know if you were drunk or any of that, I'm happy for you with Cody, but it's comments like this that we, we don't really need. And if you're a woman who is gay by choice, trust me, there are good men out there. You don't have to go and do something that you don't want to do or think you should do just because you keep running into jerks. Change up your friend circle and find some good men because they are out there and I am not one of those man haters just because I'm a lesbian and you shouldn't be either. There are good men out there. You should have the patience and even like Miley Cyrus, you will find the man of your dreams if you are into men. And please leave the women to us women who actually like the women. Damn it. All right. That's the end of this episode. If you'd like to reach out, and once again, I want to hear your stories of how you became a libertarian. And if you're not a libertarian and you're thinking about it, I still want to hear about that. You can find me on Twitter at Lesbertarian, Facebook at Lesbertarian, Instagram at Lesbertarian. And guess what? Gmail, it's lesbertarian at gmail.com. Until next time, I'll catch you later.